Welcome everybody back to the sixth episode of the Discussion Podcast. For this time, my guest is the one and only Bell. We jump really quick in the discussion for this one, so I'll give a little more context about how we came to record uh, this podcast. I discovered Bell's YouTube channel about three days prior to us recording the podcast, where she had made a video about BPD, which is borderline personality disorder and about feeling disconnected from reality um until a couple years ago which really resonated with me as a child and a teenager as well so i invited her over and we had a really interesting conversation and a very sporadic one about not only that but our childhood and high school and so many other things along the way so without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this episode and i'll catch you later the first time I took mushrooms, I took 3.5 grams. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's and up. I really didn't know, like, I was so stupid. Like, me and my best friend at this time, <clears throat> my best friend who's, like, almost six foot, like, he's a lot bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And we just decided, hey, like, let's try mushrooms. And, of course, we're like, let's take fucking 3.7 grams, 3.5 grams. And he's, like, so much bigger than me. I started tripping, like, my fucking mind, like, How old on you? this... We, I was, I had just turned 19. Yeah, I was 19. Okay. And I, we went to this park, so we were outside too. Like, we weren't even in, like, a secluded environment. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. thought, like, oh, being in nature is going to be so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started... Speaking with the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I was hallucinating, like, sounds. Like, it was crazy. Like, every person that would pass by, I thought they were talking about me. And, like, I would hear, like like police cars and like sirens and my dad's car makes like a specific sound and I kept hearing it all over and over again and I lost track of time completely and I thought it was nighttime where it was like 2 p.m. I would look at my phone and like it would be super distorted and like I still remember and my best friend was like what the fuck like what's wrong with you like and he was like getting mad at me because he was tripping too but like not as badly as me and I was just there like yo like I couldn't even talk at this point because I was fucking out of my mind I was dying and coming oh my god yes I felt like I kept dying and coming back to life. So, like, every time I would come back, I would be a year older. And I would say, like, hi, my name is Christabel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then my best friend oh my God. called my boyfriend. And he was like, yo, like, she's fucking losing it. Like, I need to drop her off at your place. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, at that time, like my ex-boyfriend, I mean. And his mom, like, was there. And anyway, they brought me to the hospital. And it was fucked up. Wait, your mom brought you to the no, hospital? No, my boyfriend's mom. mom my ex-boyfriend's hospital. mom, yeah. And your parents never knew about this? No, because I was like... Came home like 40s later. What were you? (laughs) You know, taking it super easy. Yo, we took the mushrooms at like 10 a.m. No, 11 a.m. On piss, it was my birthday. And then we were supposed to celebrate it that night. I just didn't make it. I woke up and it was 7 p.m. And I was in a hospital. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Okay. That's, that's, That's insane. Yeah. And I feel like when people would take shrooms, they like... They always want to go really intense. Like a big dose is really quick. Because they're like... I want to have the full trip. Like, Yo. I want to hallucinate. You're like, don't worry. You're going to hallucinate. Yo, it was fucked up. Do, do you think that was... Like, that made you want to take even more fruit? <laughs> Actually, That's my question. <laughs> I've taken it multiple times after you that. You've been to the so hospital there. and you were like, give me more. <laughs> no, I waited like a whole, like a good couple of months until I took it again. Okay. But um, after that, I kind of learned like dosage, like, be careful. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then like my the time the time after that I trip it was like amazing. I was camping, so I was out in nature. Mm. I was like with someone I really trusted, and like it was That's I was awesome. by the water. Oh, and like I just remember it being like two a.m. I was like super high, but I, I like I took off all my clothes, went into the water, and was just like in the stream and like looking at the sky. It was amazing. It was like a life changing. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, I think it, it's it's hard because with with any psychedelics, it's it's gonna dictate your trip. Depending on your mood beforehand, right? One hundred percent. So if it's you're so if you're feeling stressed, then that you're gonna feel pe- peace out, bro. Yeah. Like you're out for a trip. Yeah. Were they Were they long? Like were you kind of? Um. Yeah, the trips are pretty long, like a couple hours. Couple I'd hours say like, I don't know, like six, five. Two. Like it gets it, like it's gradual, right? I don't know, like mm. your experience with it, but like it gets. There's a point where you're yeah, like, peaking, peak. and yeah. then you're like. But yeah, during COVID, actually, there was a time where like I was, I felt super isolated, like, and I just. I took mushrooms, like, every day, but it was so fucked up. Like, microdosing? Not even. Like, I would, like, yeah. I would take, like, like 1.5 grams every day. And, every like, day? Yeah, at some like point. Like, recently? Like, when COVID started, because I was stuck with my parents, and, like, <laughs> I was so... I just imagined the conversation with you and your parents. No, they didn't Bella, know. are you okay? <laughs> they didn't know. Uh... I would wait until they went to sleep. So they would go to sleep at, like, 10 p.m., and then I would take it. And then, but at this, like, I'm so stupid, like... And I kept doing it. Like, I I think I was just, like, trying to escape, like, my sadness, which already is, like, fucked up because you shouldn't be taking mushrooms for that reason. So I'd be in my room and, like, it would just be, like, anyway, it was bad. That's insane. Yeah, but it's okay now. It's fine. <laughs> I, learned my I, love, I love it. <laughs> Yo, you got to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Um, can you put, just put the, the little this. pop? Yeah. Right here. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. Would you mind just giving me the hands for a second? Yes. I want to make sure everything's something. Oh my gosh. Hello. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Sounds dope. Um. So don't worry. I'm. I'm not gonna put everything. I. It's all good. I. I just want to to ask you. So. Are you gonna do like an intro? The intro I make. Yeah. Sure. How How about we? How about we start with? how we met so what's up bill hello hello julian <laughs> it's nice to uh actually sit down into the podcast yep uh we met such a long time ago it's been like forever been now forever. when was that like a couple a couple uh... wait wait hold on so we met when i was wow like was it like 72 hours ago yeah yeah wow. such a long time it's ago. been a, it's been a crazy trip so far seems like life so many memories yeah so, so many no, so honestly many, every present yeah. moment is it is i live in the present moment yeah same like that's where it's where it's all at i know no past i know no, no future. future it's not real it's, it's not all real. an illusion it's all in our heads if you it's, think about it the only thing that's real is right now so right now here we so, are so 72 hours <laughs> translates into a lifetime of ether yeah <laughs> exactly so i found your channel because mm-hmm. you have a channel. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. That you started pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, I find it through a series of coincidence on Instagram, as one does. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, it's not usually the type of videos that I think I would watch. Like, usually I... I don't know. It's just like, I feel like when it comes to personal experiences, I'm more of a face-to-face person. Mm-hmm. But I don't often watch people speak about a certain experience. Mm-hmm. But I saw your video and it just like seemed really authentic, like from the get go. And I feel like there's anything 
that I crave as a person is someone who actually speaks their truth mm-hmm. and like doesn't feel like there's some kind of barrier. Yeah, I feel uh, the same way. Yeah. Like it's why do we have to like feel this I feel it's so sad because like we should be like that. Like we should be vulnerable with each other and like honest in all of our interactions. Like mm. we just met and like, you know, why does there have to be like this kind of like tension? We're just human, like two humans having conversations. You know? Like And by the way, fuck small talk. Yo. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, but like, same. I'm sorry, <laughs> I but can, like can you can like can that just not exist? Yeah, right? Like what's the point? Like <laughs> So I saw your video. Yeah. I was like, this chick seems super interesting. Thank you. I hit you up. You reply. You send me a really sweet message. And I'm like, she needs to go on the podcast. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I was explaining it. It's like, I have these moments where it's like, I, I always, since I started this podcast, I'm like, I finish one. And a couple of days later, I'm like, this other person comes in or something happens and I'm like, this is going to work, this and that. And the topic of shame that I want to talk about, literally in your video, I, I like I saw a connection. I was like, mm. fuck yeah. Yeah, Yo, the universe works like that. Yeah, and you're seeing like law of attraction. Yeah, which is so it, true. Like I've literally been listening to so many podcasts lately, like just especially like recently. And mm-hmm. I was like, I would love to be on a podcast and just yeah. like talk because I love talking. Yeah. But I get so insecure on like video and I feel like... You don't you seem, know, by the way, like at all, you seem... I mean, I know it's I different try. how you yeah. feel it, but yeah. you seem really confident and... and Thank you. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, I yeah. Try. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, th- I think you know that you're like, you look pretty like... I mean, yeah. Set. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like the... I don't know how to explain it, but like obviously it's different when you're the person and like people seeing you, they have different perception. Of course. But like I think like I try, I try really hard to seem because I know how important it is to seem put together and like confident. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially when I'm like talking about this, like the topics that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to seem like I, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm solid. I'm good. Yeah. But 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 you don't have to be right. Like yeah, that's true. You know. Like you could also like plenty people make videos when they're not okay. Which that's I so think true. Is, that's is so true. Good. It is, yeah. And I think it's hard because when you feel down, that it's hard to like talk about. It. I don't know for you, but I feel like you made that video, and I mean, not really knowing anything about this program so far, but I feel like you seem a lot better mm-hmm. from what you were saying. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a lot easier to talk about things when you're feeling better and you have a, a yes. retrospect. Yes. But when you're in that moment, it's hard to actually take the camera out. Absolutely. And be like, hey, like right now, I'm in the like the pit of yeah. my rut yeah so yeah so but even if you did that that's also great it is yeah like, so i think there's, there's no right or wrong way but point is you seem really put together yeah, in, in your videos thank you i appreciate it yeah how did it come about even making videos at first well i have always wanted to make youtube videos ever since i was a kid like i would watch the youtube mm-hmm. videos and like especially vloggers and like just these beauty gurus or whatever and i always thought like beauty i love yeah beauty gurus so that's what they're called yeah. Oh, yeah like the girls who like make post like makeup videos and stuff but i was like 13 14 so that was the shit uh-huh. at the time am i allowed to curse you're allowed to say whatever you want <laughs> okay um beauty yeah beauty is not a curse no i said um <laughs> i said what did i say i said shit you can't say shit um anyway so yeah i was always super into like wanting to make youtube videos and i even like on my twitter like a couple years ago i would say this year i'm starting my twitter and my youtube channel i'm gonna have five thousand subscribers by the end of the year and it never happened but i guess later down the line it did Mm -hmm. i mean not yet but like it's it's happening 
now. It's all about success in your mind. Yeah, that's true. You have to wake up successful. <laughs> Do you? you? To... Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I wake up in the morning. I literally switch my arms and I'm like, join today is success. And I that's... set up my day for success. May, that's how you should see it though. Because like <laughs> everything starts in your head though, for real. Like yeah. it's like fake it till you make it too, you know? Yeah. That's the whole, also goes into the law of attraction and affirmations. Like if you keep affirming something to yourself, eventually like your conscious mind will like, anyway. Yeah, it'll, it'll manifest. That, of exactly, course. yeah. Yeah. But, um, what are we talking about? YouTube. Yeah, and then this year, um, like, I just really felt, like, like reconnected with my true self. And I was like, shit, like, I have, now that I'm not, like, crying every single moment of the day, like, and I have time to actually, like, focus on what I want to do, mm-hmm. now is the time, like, I have so many things I want to talk about and, like, share. And, like, I want to help the world through videos. So, like, yeah. I, yeah, I, like, went through, like, an awakening almost. And so it facilitated that process, too. It's really interesting. Do you think your did your friends uh, encourage that? Did you even talk with them about YouTube videos, or was it like a self-made decision? No. Um, how do I even go about it? It was just always like I do have one, my best friend Irene, who like she supported me like since. The Which, start. by the way, is the one that I found. That's yes! I, I, I ended up figuring out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's the only one who has my yeah, thing yeah, yeah. in her bio. So. I checked it out when you told me, and I was like, yeah, yeah it was her. <laughs> Irene, I love her, my baby. Um, yeah, she's been super supportive throughout the whole thing. And, like, it actually really started, like, um, how do I explain this? It's, like, the timeline is so, like, blurry in my head right now. Mm-hmm, but, sure. like, yeah, I just felt, like, this need to, like, finally like, talk about my message, especially with, like, dropping out of law school. Because I was trying to find, like, a good, like, starting video. And I feel like that was, like, a really good way to open it. Because, like, mm-hmm. I'm dropping out of law school. I'm going into, like, my creative field. So it's a go. bit of a new beginning, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But, but like your friends, do you feel like you can say that to your friends? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, pretty open with my circle of friends. Like okay. they know everything about me. So okay. when it comes to like the vulnerable vulnerability stuff, like it's, they're super open about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, by the way, anything that you, cause I, I adapt my question depending on, on what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're not comfortable talking about? No. I'm pretty no. open with anything. I'm gonna throw you some hard hitting questions. Yo, I'm ready. No, I was gonna go like. Yo, I. This is what I love. I love going deep into the sauce. Like just. Look, just, <laughs> just. Yo. Put the sauce apart. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You analyze the sauce. Yeah. You. All the ingredients. All the ingredients. Go ahead. You just put them apart. Yep. Make a little resume. Yep. A little thesis. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you a story. And I want to know what you think about it, if, and if you relate in some way. Yeah, go ahead. And I don't, I don't know if I've said this story on the podcast before. I hope I didn't. Anyways, when I was okay, well, first things first. Um, I have very few memories of my life mm. until I was ten years old. Mm. So most of my childhood is is a bit of a blur. Mm. Now, as I, as I grow up, I it happens sometimes that I have these flashbacks or memory, like they kind of reappear in my mind because they're there yeah. they're just kind of blocked they're in your right? subconscious always exactly like they're, they're not gone um, but I lived three years when I was younger in Mexico okay and it, it wasn't really easy but it also wasn't worse it was kind of like a, lo- a little iffy mm. um, and I came back here when I was nine but until like 10, 11 I have literally I can count them I think on my fingers like I have a lot of memories um, and one of the first things that I remember being more present and being like Looking at the mirror and being like, you know, like I'm 
I'm Julian. Like, what's up? Like, I am who I am. Yeah. This one time, I must have been maybe 11 or 12. I had gone some ice cream with my family. Um, and we're walking back to the car, I think. It was, like, my grandparents and me and my siblings and my mom. Um, and as we were walking, it's like if I felt suddenly someone had taken call it my spirit or my soul mm. and like my body walked away and my spirit just stayed in place like it's like if there was this complete disconnect wow. and i was like seeing my physical self kind of like walk and i was like following oh it God. slowly and your spirit was just there it, it was kind of in the back but it was like imagine it being like a couple of feet behind me like kind of in a bird's eye view mm. so i could see the back of my head must have been probably a few seconds but seemed a lot longer to me at the time interesting um and it's like if like i I remember the feeling it's like if they pull you know have you ever gone on a roller coaster yeah you know that when they go down yeah and you feel like your heart goes up yeah kind of like that but it but it's your whole your whole self like you literally felt yourself separating it's literally separating i can i can understand that feeling yeah how old are you i was 11 12 interesting so i i feel this this pull for a couple of seconds and then it's like if whatever is holding me or myself whatever like lets me go and i slingshot back into my body what the hell? like i fall back and one of the scariest thing at the time that i'd like ever lived and and i and i'm just like shook for a couple of seconds and i felt so powerless mm. and i remember like like being small and looking around my family and i, I wanted to just like scream like guys like I, I just i just i just left somewhere else yeah and i remember just like Almost like a movie if everyone was walking and no one... They were oblivious to the fact that I just seemed so shook. And that it seemed like I had seen a ghost. Mm. And I felt like disconnected. Uh, No one had noticed what would happen. And I didn't have the the capacity, the words to even be to my mom like, Hey mom, I think... Like, I don't feel good. I think something yeah. happened. I didn't have the words. Yeah. It's like to, indescribable. It's like, indescribable. how do you tell someone that? And like, But I think now I could, like, you know, the words like disconnected yeah. is something that I wish I could have understood. But at the time, it's like when you feel something and you don't even know what it is or how to like explain it, you feel even more stuck and you yeah. feel in your own world. And that continued happening constantly wow. for uh, like until I was like... 13 or 14 that's crazy yeah and that's the time where i I think i started having my feet more like on the ground like i ended up seeing who i was and actually started to make friends and everything so i was building this social circle living with this persona knowing that sometimes i left my body Mm. so it's like this in reality me and myself i felt the furthest away that i could from my physical body yet in in objectively speaking I was now making a lot of friends. I was the class clown. I was doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're starting to build this image of a social life. Yeah. But inside, you're like, you're just somewhere else, man. Like I feel that so, so much. Yeah. That's crazy. So that that happened for two years. And, and the last thing was that it, it was so scary. And every time it happened, I, I wanted to like escape. I was like, I hate this. Like, yeah, this is just so scary. Imagine. You know? Yeah. Until... The last time it happened when I was, yeah, like, I think 13, almost 14. Uh, and I remember I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I was like, cool. It's like, no matter what this is. N- okay. No, because the thing is, every time it pulled me, mm. I feel like if it pulled me for too long, I was really going to go. I was never going to come lost, back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. every time I was like, 
scared that that like I was gonna because the trips also sometimes got longer, sometimes shorter. Literally, it's like a trip. Yeah, it's crazy because this wasn't like with any drugs or anything. Oh, just no, like no. How, you were a kid. Literally like. sober, like stone cold sober, like off apple juice and 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 eggs, like <laughs> and but, eggs. <laughs> yeah, whatever you you know, but yeah. The so every time I was I was scared, and then when I was fourteen, I told myself, you know what, like you want to fucking play this game? Like, let's do it. Yeah. Next time I go, fucking bring me. Like, no matter where I'm going, let's go. Like, like yeah. let's let's see what's happening. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not scared of this shit anymore. I want to do it. I want to, I want actually want to know what it's like to go somewhere else. Hmm. Since that day, never again. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. What do you think it is? Like, did it feel like, um, like a spiritual experience? Did it feel like, a, like an entity? Like, did it feel like God? Like, how do you explain, like like sweet baby jesus like, <laughs> like jesus <laughs> no no i kid. um i oh, think like... it's one of the only things today that i still don't understand mm. but it dictated the life that i was going to live for then for the next oh, couple yeah. of years until i was uh a teen like mm-hmm. that experience today how i how i looked at life a lot oh i can imagine yeah um and and having this like imagine like you're twelve years saying that to your to your buddy, yeah. especially as a guy. Yeah. You're too, like Yeah. He doesn't even know. Like, you know, it's like and in a way I felt I don't know if advanced is the right word, but I felt like You knew something that people other people didn't know, yeah. you know? Like it kind of opened you up to like this other realm of like oh wait like everything that we oh, see here else, right? isn't all it there is like there's something like almost so ma- not magical but you know what I mean like there's mm-hmm. something spiritual like that because how could this happen like, exactly did you have any other like weird experiences as a kid like you know kids like it's often said that their third eye is like a lot like um like clearer than when we get older mm-hmm, so like you can sure. see things or like you can feel things or like some kids are like clairvoyant and stuff like yeah uh, or is it just like that no for sure when i was when i was younger my 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 third eye chakra I used to be able to levitate. You're kidding. Shut up. I would, like, I, what I've heard is when I was You're born, I literally levitated out of my mom's The avatar. Room. Oh, okay. And yeah, and there was the eyewear that came like that. Was, uh, <laughs> and I literally looked at my mom and dad and I was like... Okay. And I was like, I own you. Okay. <laughs> but um, that's crazy, though, thinking about it. And, like, it's never happened. Like, even on drugs, like, you didn't have any, like, other insight, like, on psychedelics or anything. Um, like. I experimented later to kind of fall back in in a weird way i wanted to re-experiment that yeah but uh no and i didn't have any as a kid i was really like i was space like i was just a follower right? like i had no idea i'd mm. always ask questions because i didn't know what's happening yeah, i mean kids, kids true right? yeah I, I guess that that's pretty normal um and you had like a normal childhood do you find i don't know like if um if, that, if that's a, a touchy question no it's not a touchy question okay, but good. i don't know like what is a normal childhood but no i think i would say unconventional i think like my parents are are i love them both but they're they're pretty like my mom is kind of like a witch okay oh yeah is she she calls herself a witch literally that's i mean like as as a joke but like low-key not okay (laughs) i was like oh well witch (laughs) no no but she's always like she's always really been in touch also with like her herself and stuff um because yeah when we were younger like one day we like we woke up and she wanted to go to Mexico, so we went on the car and just left. And so maybe that also contributed to, you know, hundred percent because yeah, hundred percent. I I know that Mexico for sure didn't help, and that it probably 
is a reason why some of my memories are blocked. Mm. But I went through phases, and now I I see it. I'm I'm grateful for it. Yeah, and I'm That's how we in this process of thing. But yeah. yeah, but I have to say that my question to you was, what like how does that make you feel? Do you does uh, the like. I kind of like it, it's you know these like these paranormal things at, at this point like I totally believe that that happened to you I mm-hmm. feel like for some people they'd like hear and be like yo like you're a kid like you're imagining these things right, like, right. but I totally believe you because I like appreciate that I, especially recently like I've been really getting in touch with my spirituality and just like things beyond this physical reality and like things like that that I find so interesting because I feel like there are so many people who do go through things like that and mm-hmm. just like nobody really talks about it or like mm-hmm. it's just such a personal experience like how do you tell people that that happened to you and mm-hmm. make them believe you mm-hmm. but um but i totally get the feeling of like when you were saying how you felt like you were advanced as a kid in a way like you knew something that others didn't and like having like you were living you were building this social life but in reality inside of you like you were different like not different but like you like you felt like did you feel like apart in a way like you you built this social life but like you also knew that when you were alone like there's something or something else yeah i think it would be uh like advanced in uh like you were saying more in um uh, that's it's kind of hard to explain um like maybe more okay i think maybe i feel like i could hear more things mm. and notice more things notice more things but of course not like literally hearing yeah but there's you know like i strong believer as much as you do that other things in his life are happen mm-hmm. more than this physical world and they're in your life yeah i think it's up to you to either listen to it and be vulnerable to that absolutely or, or like you know we get lost in adult life whatever and we tend to kind of not not have that sensibility mm-hmm. so I, I think it's more of a a natural like I, I'm trying not to sound like too pretentious or anything. No, I but totally get it though. No, pre- no pretentiousness. No pretentiousness, but but maybe like um, uh, a a gift or a, a certain vulnerability that lets you hear more things. Yeah. Um, which can be great, but also can have can be intense. Oh, absolutely. When you don't know like yeah. what that is. Yeah. Did you as a kid, like, how was your childhood? Yeah. Um. um <laughs> I, I was gonna relate. My to was like, so my question was like, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, my, my childhood was actually very unconventional as well. Okay. So that's why I can I can kind of relate to when you were saying like... Anyway, but yeah, um, my childhood, it was... My parents also like were separated when I was really young. Okay. I think you kind of heard about that in my video too. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I just... I grew up around like a lot of older people. Like I was with my grandparents all the time. Okay. And so I find like that kind of... And also having to understand things really young, like... You know, your parents aren't together. Like, when you're a kid, you have to try to kind of, like, puzzle things together, you know? Like, why... Like, try to understand things that are happening. Like... I'm sorry. So, were your parents in the picture? They were... Okay, my mom was in the picture until she was... uh, Until I was five. So, I have some... She was in the picture? Yeah. So, she... They had me really young to begin with. So, my dad was 21. I'm 21 now. And my mom was 18. Okay. And she was there until I was five. And then my dad, like, he was there. But, like, you know, he was young. He was doing his own thing, too. And he had to work a lot to, like, provide for me. So he was often left with my grandparents. Um, thank you. Water. Mm. And so, like, I feel like as a kid, having to understand, like, adult 
things you know like why don't I have a mom or like why why am I always being like like also being like how do I explain it like I have one memory in like a lawyer's office and being like like why like why am I here like why am I you know that's powerful as a kid yeah and like even like nights where like it'd just be me and my dad at home and I'd be like where's mom like where like why isn't she here and like yeah and like so you lived through their divorce yeah yeah i did um i don't again like i there's a lot of things i don't remember um from my childhood but there Uh are some little snippets like very significant moments like seeing my parents fight like for example Mm. there's this one like one time like i was on the couch and like you know when you fall asleep in the car when you're a kid and your parents bring you home so like i would woke up on the couch and like i just have it's so vivid in my mind too like what it looked like and like you know you're a kid like you're supposed to you're supposed to i'm and there's not like you're not supposed to be doing it like anything but i mean like normally you're like raised by two parents and everything's like in a linear way and like you know you're you're happy and like you play and stuff but like having to piece yeah, things that, together that is a, right? a normal tr- yes <laughs> yeah, like, that's how I, it like should please be. Can, we, can we make that the normal yeah. thing <laughs> yeah um but yeah so like having to understand things so young i think it did something to my brain where i had to mature a lot faster than the people the other kids my age definitely um and like yeah and like yeah again so like i felt like i just not advanced again without pretension but like i always knew in my head like there was something different about me or that like i knew something or that i was exposed to something which made me think differently like i always Mm -hmm. thought i was kind of like an alien or like an outsider i never fit into anywhere like right those words to me are just like so true yeah and again like you like i did build my social life you know i had friends and like seem normal but like really like i felt like i didn't fit in anywhere like um and i also grew up in a very like a uh, religious background like mm-hmm. and i was at church like a lot of my childhood so I, it also mm-hmm. caused like a separation in my head too where like i feel like i was different at church and i was different at school and i was different at home and like yeah <laughs> you're like shaking your head and like you understand oh you know what I mean? so objectively as a kid and how your parents see you and your friends see you how is that different from how you feel apart from like the misfit part like did your parents slash friends at the time whether you're still friends with them or not um like were you able in some way to show that for example i think there's some kids who are misfits Mm. and they clearly are misfits like like maybe the way they feel and objectively if you look at them you're like oh they're kind of weird what are they're kind of weird they don't have many friends they have a hard time and it's kind of like this thing it's said and like people know it um or to you was it kind of like you feel like a misfit yet you're blending in the social life and your parents think you're totally fine yeah it was more like that for me like my parents until i was like until I hit my teen years and I kind of started rebelling, they I was like the perfect, like, you know, Asian stereotype. I got good grades everywhere. Like, I was super nice, mm. like, super obedient. You are super nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but you didn't feel nice. Inside, I knew, like, like I Demons. was... Yeah, I was, like, mischievous. And, like, with my friends, too, like, I'm... I mean, I seem normal. Like, I feel like I live... I, I seem pretty normal, but inside, like, I felt like I was, like... There was something weird, like... Not, like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, how do you explain that? But to answer your question, on the outside, I seem pretty normal. Like, mm-hmm. um, but then I got older, and then like some parts of me, like for example, again with my parents, thought I was like super like, like the perfect child, angel child. My friends thought I was like kind of like 
with my friends, I was always very, like, manic, like, very, like, I was almost, like, the opposite. Like, with my family, I was super, like, put together and, like, whatever. And then when I was with my friends, I'd be, like, oh, my God, like, like, I'd be the friend who was, like, smoking and, like, doing, like, all, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You were the cool friend, the rebellious one. <laughs> the cool friend. <laughs> It's Please. Like, they always have like, oh yeah, my friend is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just one She's story. been smoking since like. Yeah. <laughs> I was really bossy as a kid. Like I wouldn't make my friends tie my shoes. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> I when I, I realized like I was really weird. Yeah. You I were. wanted to be like the leader of the pact, you know. I think that's. Do you think that has to do because you felt, uh, like you didn't have control over like who you were? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's like oh, I, that's I, so. I don't yeah. have control on me, so I can't have control on Wow, your me. mind. <sighs> that connection, true, though, because it's so true. Because even as a kid, I felt like I couldn't control, like, even the things happening around me, too, right? Mm-hmm. With my parents and everything. So everything is always so chaotic. Yeah. So I had to, like, build, like, this, like, coping mechanism where, like, now I need to take control. The coping mechanism, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 100%. And I feel that, like, for me, it's, it's more been, like, a control thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a very low version of, like, a... Like in a way, like a control freak in yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Where it's, I think now, things are starting to like, let go naturally yeah. because it's a lot more understanding on mm. why, this, I I was acting that way, but like you, it's because I was lacking a control in my life. Mm. I seek that control, in the things and the and the, the things that I could have control on. Like if it could have been on any small thing. Yeah. I had it because yeah. I was like, like, let me have this if I can't have. The thing that actually means a lot to me, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like being stable with myself means a lot. I can't have it, so let me control whatever X, Y, and Z. X, y, and Z yeah. That that's more tangible, right? Yeah. Um. So also, I was I was wondering, you living so your parents divorced and everything, trying to like or learning faster than other kids about maybe more like tangible stuff in this real life, yeah. And, and maybe you can like kind of raising yourself a little bit i don't know if i'm if i'm speaking too much for you but um do you do you also felt like there was a spiritual thing in there or do you think you were just advanced because of the things you were living through i definitely think there's a spiritual aspect to it i feel like what was that like? i was almost like at the time as a kid i don't think i realized it was so spiritual but there was always mm-hmm. so always like this nudge kind of like now looking back i can say that was like the higher power like looking down on me or something but like Mm -hmm. at that time like i mean yeah i grew up in the christian i knew about god but like i feel Mm -hmm. like it was just this painted like like i always i was always skeptical too as a kid about all these things that i was learning interesting okay but i i mean i later came to it's it's a lot going into spirituality but like Mm -hmm. um your question what was your question? Are you like I completely um, no? I was wondering if like you're saying you were advanced as a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if like advanced in life stuff, like adult stuff, but also advanced in a spiritual side. Like I was saying about feeling disconnected from my body or something like that. Yeah. No. Actually, as a kid, like okay. it was more like I just knew more about like the real stuff in mm-hmm. life, and the spirituality came after. Okay. Um, but again, what age are we talking about? Um, well, again, because I was born into, like, the Christian faith, like, I had some, like, sprouts, like, some glimpses of, mm-hmm. like, uh, like things that I couldn't explain that were, like, godly, mm-hmm. like, through praying or, like, when I sang with people, that mm-hmm. was, like, very, like, a spiritual experience. Um, I think one of the first ones, I was probably, like, 12, 13, around that age, and it mostly came through music and, like, being in community with people. Okay. Or, like, I felt, like... A presence 
like you know when you're singing like there's just something there like yeah there's something more that that's yeah that's going on yeah did you feel like the church was a home for you yes in a way growing up great that's awesome i i found a lot of comfort there with my friends too like it felt i mean i grew up there you know so mm-hmm. it like um like i was there every friday every saturday it was always the same people it was like big it was a big congregation too and like okay. i yeah i found like a family there too um, okay yeah as much as yeah um oh my voice cracked <laughs> so high school high, high school high school <laughs> high school uh, okay. go ahead oh, and oh. before you do I just want to make sure that my levels work yeah oh yeah okay they're good oh high ah. school how do where, where do we start uh well not just like high school but I wanted to ask you particularly yeah. how you're like how were you feeling in high school okay beginning of high school end of high school because you did high school in quebec yeah i did my high school in quebec i went to two different schools okay so my first year in high school i was at the school in la salle um no fucking way did you go there no but i went to (gasps) dalvivio we're so close how old are you i'm a 22 oh shit okay we're the same like um no i never i know that i think it was probably a year higher than you yeah but But i mean i was there only for one year okay yeah i was only at cavity for one year so what year um, 2010? No, not 10. 2010. Right? Oh, for, for sec one? Yeah. Oh, for sec one. Sec, um, yeah, 2011. For sec nah, one. Gee, I think you were there in, in two, 212, probably. No, 211. No, 211. 211. 212, I was in sec two when it started. When 2012, when we thought the world was going to end, I was in sec two. <laughs> Remember that movie, tw- uh, tw- yeah, 12? Yeah, I actually have a... Uh, a DVD copy of it. No. <laughs> Yo, no, no. Like, Yo, Julian, guess what? I have a DVD copy of 1212. <laughs> what? I didn't watch. I actually did. I watched that movie. Anyway, <laughs> when we... <laughs> we're just like going into God and everything and... Um, 2012, 2011, I think. Okay. Okay. Sec one. Because I was 11, 12. Yeah, I forget. We, st- we start high school early here. Yeah, my birthday is also in September. So I'm like always the youngest in my class. So I think... <clears throat> okay, no, though. So we were in the same year. But I was the oldest in- of my class. And I and was you were the, probably youngest. the youngest of the class. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So my first year in high school, I was at Cavadie. Okay. Um, so in French. Yeah. My whole, my whole schooling was in French. So how come you speak... Because so my parents speak don't speak French. They raise me English. Oh, Québécois. She kept the sushi. I'm not sure. Kept the sushi. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, but Quebec is really good. Quebec is independent. Pauline Marois. Yeah, and then sec one. Honestly, I was, like, um, how was high school for me? I grew up in La Salle, so, like, I had all my friends. Second one was fun, you know? Like, you're going to high school, like, it's cool, you're getting older. I was kind of, like, I was kind of weird, I find. Like, I, like, I was still kind of, like, normal. I wasn't sad yet. I, <laughs> I'm, i like, basing my mm-hmm. time on, like, when I started getting, like, really sad. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, like, I find that I was still, like, 
I, you know, when you're, you're growing up, you just kind of go with the flow of things. You're not too worried. You were just living your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, started high school. I had crushes. Like that was my life, you know? Of course. Um, yeah, there's this one guy that I really liked. His name was Jimmy, but he didn't like me back. But yeah. Fuck you, Jimmy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Freaking Jimmy. Anyway. Um, and then in sec two, I, I moved. So I moved from La Salle to the West Island. That's a big move. Yeah. Um, and it was like crazy, actually. The switch, like in in first year high school, I kind I wasn't like okay, and again, without pretend pretension, like I in sec two, I kinda like I was like the new girl, you know? Like I was mm-hmm. like on I was Asian. Like I don't know why, but at this mm-hmm. school they had an obsession with Asians. Like they really thought like, like Asians were the shit. Like Well, good for you. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. But I came from La Salle where like you know, I just had my friends. Like, I wasn't... I was kind of ugly, for real. But, and so then I sad. came... <laughs> with my so little glasses. So with my, like, puberty acne, you know. Like, <laughs> not that there's... Not... Okay. Listen. It's just a normal thing. It's whatever. But I... Yeah, I didn't... Anyway. And then I went to sec two. And everything changed. Like, like I... Like, people, like, were interested in me and stuff. And I was like, oh, what the heck? And then drama followed. And, mm-hmm. like, I started getting sad. Were you and like, that's... take that in your face, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Look at me now, Jimmy. Like... Hey, Jimmy, go to West Island. You will care about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. You should, like, send him, like, a, 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 <laughs> like a at Snapchat. Me now. Jimmy, I don't care about you anymore. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> um... But yeah, so sec you two. think from sec three is kind sec of two. where sec two is where can I hit? Yeah, and then I was like 13, 14 at that time. So we you know puberty, like all the emotions. Like I started mm-hmm. questioning like my place in the world. I started going over my childhood. Like why am I so different from everyone else? Like why do when I feel? When you were fourteen. When I was thirteen. That's strong. Yeah. That, that to me is impressive. Because that to me came on like so much later on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I really started to notice, like, oh, shit, like, that's fucked up. And I started wondering, like, why am I... Like, I feel like really young, too, I would ask myself these questions, like, why am I here? Like, what is this, what is the purpose of this? Like, well, there's no, like, why am I... Like, just questioning, like, mm-hmm. always questioning and, like, not finding answers, like, not not being able to ask my parents things. And, like, so I felt very alone all the time, like, from there. Um, and that's also where like my depersonalization and disconnection from like everything else started. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like my journey with mental health issues too, like mm-hmm. from there. Do yeah. you, can you remember a specific time where you really either noticed or accepted the fact that something was going on? Yeah. Where you were like, um, like, this is just not good. Like, I think I really noticed it when my friends would kind of like they would talk about me like oh like you're gonna be like it's just one of those days again like like this happens to Christabel like she gets sad you know like Mm. sometimes I would just show up to school and I'd like be crying the whole day and like they'd just be like okay we just have to let her like do her thing because she does this sometimes and then I was kind of like okay there's something there but I I didn't obviously nobody wants to think of themselves as there's something wrong with them or like but I knew like why why do why am i so fucking sad all the time yeah. you know and like obviously when we go through puberty we like it's normal for us to kind of start feeling things that we didn't i mean especially for girls i think i don't mm-hmm. know if i um 
but yeah insecurities and like worries and stuff but i felt like it was so intense and like so deeply rooted too and i started making connections with my childhood and like um i was never really angry at my mother and then when i turned like 13 14 i was so mad like mm. i was i had so much hatred like and i didn't understand i was like how could you leave me like you know what i mean mm. um and yeah and i carried that anger with me i think that also reflected with my that's why i was so sad all the time too like there's so many things i didn't understand from my childhood that i just started to recognize and then it would just outwardly show in those kind of things Hmm. yeah did your mom ever come back to the picture no she i have contact with my mom's side of the family so they like my grandmothers raised me like on my mom's side so okay and they live in montreal yeah um and she would like kind of show up at like parties like randomly like she'll be like she'll show up and like as like it happened still today um last time i saw her actually was at i had my my granddad passed away and she was at the funeral and i hadn't seen her in like five years but yeah i was actually like last month um wow. yeah so that was like basically my whole child like i would see her she would pop out and then like she would like leave for a really long time again and like i never really thought like i had a mom you know like because do you mind me asking why like why like like why she wasn't like why, why she, she left um well no well why she just came back sporadically Instead of, like, either being there or fully cutting contact. I mean, to begin with, she left because she had substance abuse issues. Okay. So then she couldn't really, you know, you can't really, like... You don't feel a... comfortable raising a child or whatever? Yeah, exactly. And, like, my dad got full custody of me. And okay. he didn't want me to see her at all. Okay, okay. So then, like, you know, my my because I had contact with my mom's side of the family, sometimes she would just, like, I don't know why she would just show up and, like, leave again. But I guess, you know... She, she wanted to keep in contact with her family, so and I would happen to be there, so I would like see her, and then yeah, it was it was weird. Oh shit. Yeah. I hope I'm not touching it. Oh no, 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 I'm totally good talking oh, about okay, this. Okay, yeah. Okay. That that's it's, intense. Okay. Yeah, I've made peace with a lot of it. It's wow. just my story, so I'm happy to talk about it because, like, it's like real life things, you know. That yeah. so. That's strong. Damn. Yeah. So in high school, <laughs> high school, yeah, that's when I started like yeah. diving into that shit. And getting sad. Do you... Were your friends supportive of... Were you talking like the, that that switch? Like when you were... Yeah. Either having moments of depression. Like were they there for you? And stuff? I had really good friends. Yeah. They were very understanding. The um, same as today or? Yes. Well, yes and no. There's... Okay. I know like like my friend group has kind of changed from there. Like, even mm-hmm. in high school, like it shifted at some point. Mm-hmm. But I know when it really started, um, I have this one really good friend, Mariana. She's been there. Like she, we're still friends today. We see each other here and there. But she cool. was really a good support for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had really good friends. I think at some point, you know, that's where I got most of my support. It wasn't from my family or anything. Wow. It was really through my friends. And wow. yeah. Um, was your dad noticing anything at the time? <clears throat> 13, um, 14, going through these things. Did you feel comfortable talking with your dad? No, no. no. I in my culture, I don't know if it's. I'm, I mean, in Filipino culture, like you, we don't really talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. Like it's it's even rare to hear your family say "I love you" type thing. You know. Mm. So like it was really, especially him being my dad. Like you know, being a young girl, like it's hard. Like I didn't talking about boys, for example. Like I wouldn't t- tell my dad shit. Like, um, so I didn't feel comfortable talking to him at all, and. Again, like they had this vision of me that I was like super good, like the whole, like that I was fine this whole time, and I think it just start like they realized something was wrong, um, 
there's this one instance where I started to get help from like the psychologist at school and they had to call him in because I was still like I was 14 I was mm-hmm. underage so they had to bring him in and even at that though it was like like he bought me a skateboard and ice cream and then we never talked about it <laughs> a yeah skateboard. <laughs> yeah so I wanted a skateboard so bad like you don't know no, a penny board do you remember those oh they were the best yes. things so sick dude if you had that you were like a rocker i know it was pretty cool like, like if Tumblr. you built a school with that like <laughs> literally had no words for you i was like you know what dude, this is why i was cool yeah, really, really. <laughs> no. but um and they're like how you get it don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> my dad found out i was depressed so <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something an edgy teen would say dude i'm like so depressed but yeah then we didn't really talk about it from there so hmm. was your school kind of that that place where like being depressed was cool because there's this been trend where there it's like there was an dude, era yeah, even dude. not even at school like when was that 2012 2014 depression was romanticized were you on tumblr during that time like oh my god everything tumblr. was dark during e- the emo days were <laughs> hard they were hitting hard yeah this was like the Arctic Monkeys neighborhood type 1975 like yeah everything was like black Ooh, and white that hits home for sure <laughs> yeah definitely it definitely played into it like yeah the romanticism romanticism Cism. of depression mm-hmm. at the time and self-harming like yeah wow that was I remember when like JB was being like hated and like there was a thing with that. the girls they were like it was like so hash- oh, it wasn't hashtag but it was like do it for JB yeah. and they were like cutting each- like it was so fucked up imagine being like I actually have so much respect as an artist for Justin Bieber just yeah. because of, yeah. of like the like how can you his journey like he was a kid like a kid <laughs> like like imagine like I was 14 dealing with my shit imagine also knowing in the news that you have literally hundreds of thousands possibly yeah. millions of girls yeah. harming themselves because they can't stand you living your life. It was messed up. And even, like, him getting bullied so much, too. Yeah. You know? Like, Like, people what? called him gay for so yeah. long. Yeah. Like, he's literally a kid. Anyway, oh, society's fucked, it's, eh? Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty messed up. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. I believe there's there's more good than bad. But, yeah. but I think it's, the bad takes so much space. Oh, yeah. But I'm really impressed. Like, you're saying that the, at this age, you were diving deeper into the analysis of why... Like, yeah. you, for example, felt so much anger towards your mom or yeah. stuff. For me, it didn't take until I was, uh, I would have to say, 16, 17. When, mm-hmm. I, when I moved to Vermont, I was there for, for three years. Yeah. At a, in, I was in a public school that, uh, it was a, it's a school called the, the Waldorf School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different uh, pedagogy. Okay. Like, like an education system. Uh, it's a, it's a German one, uh, oh. and, and yeah, it, it's a, it, we don't. Uh, okay, long long story short, it's it started in like the nineteen hundreds, okay, uh, and it's basically this school that focuses on arts as well as normal academic stuff. That's dope. Yeah, it, it's it, that's also where I went to to grade school, okay. uh, which is weird because I did uh, when I came back from Mexico. I wasn't I came back I was in third grade, and the school finished in sec two. Okay. So it, it does like it does from first grade to eighth grade. Okay. As if as if it was the American system, mm. and then so but in Quebec since it doesn't really match, you're kind of like in this bubble of the school, 
and then you like join a public school or private school yeah. when you're in sec three okay so that's already weird yeah but the school in itself focuses um like of course we were doing math and stuff we're not known to be very strong in math and stuff like that in sciences yeah. but we were doing like uh theater and woodworking that's like, sick I, like, and great in grade we, school that's yeah in so grade fun. school yeah we would do like wood workshops and we would go to farms and oh my god plants, vegetables and that's so sick yeah. because you know kids don't learn like we learn in different ways and i yeah. feel like having that hands-on like experience yeah yeah and, you... and that cool is not for everybody i yeah. think i shall say did you like it the experience yes okay. I, in that grade school like i it was like a love-hate relationship because okay. my mom worked there also oh okay uh, as the secretary so oh my god it, so it, it, it was cool because i felt really at home and stuff and yeah. i really built a nice circle of friends um i met my best bud when i was like really young there like in kindergarten mm. um but it was also it's a little dysfunctional i think the school has a lot of potential but oftentimes the people who run it are in the elder ages okay and they have a hard time adapting to newer stuff like that's cool they they were really against screens so it was like oh, they, yeah like they weren't i get it yeah the so vibes, I, could, I didn't watch yeah. much tv when i was younger interesting like the teachers would advise parents not to let us watch stuff like like uh not avatar what's it called what's that movie with the <laughs> With the green, with the blue dudes, was that Avatar? The blue dudes. Yeah, the blue guy, and in the, in the, they live in this planet, and it's like. Oh, shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> no, not shrimp. No, no, it's that. It's that. It's like a CGI movie. It's like the this guy Avatar. he connects to this. Avatar. Uh, it's Avatar. The alien, yeah, the alien-looking yeah. things. Yeah, it's Avatar. Right? Why was I confused with something else? I was confused with Airbender. Because Avatar, the last Airbender. Oh, just... that's why. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> But yeah, like when the movie came out, I was in eighth grade, I think, and they were like, "Don't watch this movie and stuff." Wow. So it was like really intense, and people like they joke about it, but they call it like kind of a cult. Okay, it's not a cult, but it kind of had this vibe where like we I get did, it. we did some some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> we would do dances with like robes and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so robe. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I can I'm telling you right now because I feel like, but I don't yeah. trust me. I don't tell everybody. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I mean, hey, like you turned out fine. So. I, I think yeah, I like to believe I did. <laughs> Even though, but all that to say that. <laughs> so I did my one year at Dalbivio, and I felt so out of my elements. Oh yeah. And I eventually adapted after like almost the year ended, but by that time, my mom told me of the the because the high school didn't. It was only grade school here. Okay. And the, closest high school was either in Toronto or in Vermont okay and some friends of my sister went there before I did because we were older so we kind of knew like how to get the visa and stuff so I ended up kind of grabbing my balls and being like let's fucking do it apply for a visa yeah. did this went with the host family interesting um, how old are you I was six I, I was 15 okay yeah so we did that figured out like a place to live and stuff I was with yeah hosted by a family and yeah, like I moved there, but it was only after a year of being in Vermont. So when I was 16, turning 17, that really, for me, it was that time where, like, like you would wake up some days and I feel like I was trying to cry. Yeah. I didn't because I was, like, proud mm. and being a dude and coming yeah. from also a, a Latino side. It's, like, it's the your image is really important Yeah. to, to look strong and to be strong. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was these things that were instilled, but were kind of this thing that I was blindly following because I I didn't know better. Yeah. Um, and 
you're talking about your answers when you were 14 years old that to me was when i was that age and mm. i was like first i had to really feel those those moments yeah and like really be in my pain or in my joy or whatever and being like okay like, like why is it actually that i feel like right now i want to take 45 grams of acid yeah or why is it that right now i feel like i want to meditate and i love yeah. everybody or why do i want to punch this motherfucker right now yeah like th- there was just no stability no stability oh uh, yeah i feel and that it was hard too because i also had built a social image mm. i came from the city was there had this like tight haircut like just like <laughs> like literally so gelled out it was crazy <laughs> had like these like preppy sweaters and like i was partying here on the weekend so it's like i had built this image of like julian yeah um and then literally i think one of my pathers i i built this reputation this image of julian one year yeah and the two next years i followed was me trying to break that reputation mm. and trying to be like hey this is actually not who i am yeah i'm actually still figuring that out yeah yeah um except that I, it's sad to say but even though i've made some good friends now uh, the group of friends that I had at the time, like they weren't supportive. Yeah. And that caused more trouble. Because when I came to school and I felt like I just didn't want to talk to anybody, it was hard for them to understand, like, why? Absolutely. Like, why yeah. could I in class be super funny and do all these things and be charismatic and then come the next day and and just want to eat alone yeah. and, and talk to no one? Right? Yeah. That's it's hard it is hard yeah. I, and i can i can get that it's crazy it's crazy going being young and like going through all of these things like we don't understand you know like and but i think that it's through those moments that it opens up that door in our minds to Definitely. like it's through pain it's through the darkness it's through the that questioning that's through that disconnect that we like we we ask ourselves like what why like what's mm-hmm. more like um and it, it we learn through it like definitely and like like you're saying i think it all comes to balance yeah like you cannot feel joy and happiness without knowing what pain is absolutely like you just like you everything is from comes from that from yeah the, uh, that opposite uh, that that balance that yeah whatever duality duality yeah um but yeah but it, so it was it was really intense i don't know for you it seems like like things kind of clicked as as you grew up and i feel like that's or maybe or maybe i'm getting it wrong i don't know like you know it, it's hard to but yeah. to you seems like and tell me tell me after but it seems like as you grow up like you things kind of the pieces put together as to me my experience felt like my pieces were literally scattered throughout mm-hmm. the world and i would have like it wasn't like nothing in my life was stable mm. objectively kind of but not really so it wasn't like through this month i'm feeling better it was like i had one week where i was like literally i couldn't get out of bed mm. and like imagine all your emotions of a year packed into a week yeah. it felt like that it's yeah. like my thoughts were racing so no, fast i, I completely resonate that? with that yeah because it was the same for me it was really? like it did not get gradually better. It was okay. like it almost got gradually worse. It only got oh better. <laughs> Dude, the more you, like the more I dug, the more it went down. No, yeah, it only got better. Like honestly, like this year, like just recently. Dude, Yo, <laughs> it's crazy. Jesus Christ. But it's so true. Like you, like like you said, like going through the emotions that you go through in a year and a week. 
even in one day i would go through all the emotions exactly and i think through my video you watched like Mm -hmm. i talked about that too where it was like there's no stability whatsoever and it was like that for years and it was almost like expecting like i know i'm i wake up really happy and all but i know towards the end of the day like i'm gonna feel bad like there's gonna be something Mm -hmm. um or it'd be like like i'd go two days with feeling okay and be like oh well now like it's been two days so like something is gonna happen oh bro that yo that's that's so true right Uh, do you still feel that way no I reached you? No, until literally (laughs) months ago. Has that changed? I I think it happened, that happened like gradually. Like um, one day I just like realized like shit, like I feel stable. Like I don't feel like a fucking mess. Like I feel like I can be okay. And this happened because I moved out of my parents' house, right? I was living alone in Mm. Ottawa and it really started there. Um, something really, really, really terrible happened in my life and I completely disconnected. It was like the worst, the worst happening thing of my life where I was a rock bottom and I was like, okay, now I have to like... Because of a particular thing that happened or... Yeah, because of something that happened. Okay. Um, and after hitting like... Because again, like like I said, like everything was like messy just until like recently, but it was like everything was messy and then that thing happened and everything just got like it was like the lowest i had ever been and after that moment i was like okay now like there's no going lower than this like going lower than this is like me putting a bullet in my head you know so like (laughs) i have to do something so at this point like i really just focused on myself and like the thing also is that i I stopped taking i was on like antidepressants and stuff so i stopped yeah i stopped how long um a couple months okay yeah, I didn't take them for long. Prescribed but, by a doctor because you were yeah, seeing someone? Or? Yeah, prescribed by a doctor. Um, I was on antidepressants and then I was on like antipsychotics, but like yeah. in very low dosage. So were you were you seeing a, a psychiatrist, a um, therapist? I was right before I moved. Okay. But then I moved away, so I didn't get a therapist after that. And that's when it got really bad. Like when I, I stopped therapy, I moved away from my parents' house. So let me get this straight. You go to a doctor, you're like, I'm depressed. And he just gives you a prescription for meds? basically you can yeah like uh, well i had got i was in therapy and my therapist she wasn't a psychiatrist so she couldn't prescribe Mm -hmm. so she was like hey i really think you should get on medication and she was like you can go to the walk-in clinic and just tell them hey like my psychiatrist my psychologist i'm like telling people how to like get (laughs) um antidepressants she just gives you a paper no you go to the you can go to the walk-in and be like hey doctor like I'm here because hey, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> hey, doc. Give me pills. It's like no, that. No, but she wrote you a paper. She did not write me a paper. You have to be kidding. I just went to the fucking walk-in. I walked in there, took my ticket, waited, and was like, hey, like, I'm oh, depressed. Oh, to the walk-in? Yeah, like, to a doctor. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking to, like, the pharmacy. No, 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 no. No. Dude, you no. Can't go not, to I was the like, pharmacy. yo, we'll just go to Jean Coutinho and be like, yo, dog, give me my meds. <laughs> Pop some meds. No, 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 no. You, uh, you go to, to a doctor. To the, okay, to the but it's still, yeah. honestly, it's pretty, it's oh, still man. easy. Like, you can go there and be like, hey, I'm sad. Like, who knows if you're lying, you know? But I'll, I'll be honest, like, this actually, like, shakes me. Yeah. I, I, I can't, like, this is it's crazy but yeah just fucking moving meds like it was but like antidepressants too they also like like i feel like i also had this misconception around it like you don't get high off of it you know like it doesn't like it literally just gives you a little bit of like serotonin like the chemical that you're missing in your brain until you're able to produce it on your own and you can't get addicted to it it didn't make me feel high like it just 
made prevented me from feeling worse in a way but they are withdrawals right yeah if you take them for a really long time you can have withdrawals yeah because i think your brain gets used to having its yeah. dose and, yeah, yeah. and the receptors yeah but i didn't experience uh, the only um effects that i had, I had headaches when i stopped like really bad headaches Whoa. yeah interesting yeah but why was i asking you this um how did i get out of the roller cycle roller so- roller coaster roller coaster oh right which i also wanted to ask you uh because I, I also relate to that a lot um, with my ups and my downs. Yeah. I feel like there was such lows where I felt like I was hitting like bedrock. Yeah. And, and in a way, that's one of the things that really enough, I was always happy about. Because when I hit, when I was kind of in the middle, not good, not bad, I was like, fuck this. Mm. And when I hit like the bottom, I, I was like, that. I was like, hey, bro, you can only go up. <laughs> I was like, you have, I was like, you have literally nothing. It's like, you feel next step, fucking like yeah. shoot yourself, right? Yeah. So I was like, hey, from there, if I can wake up tomorrow, man, it's going to get better. Yeah. But the thing is like, I feel like for me, it was like rock bottom. Oh, I'm giving an analogy. It's like rock bottom. I would go up, touch it a little bit like this. Yeah. Until eventually it kind of like... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I stopped touching rock bottom because yeah. I was like... Like, I'm I'm sick of it. And I don't know for you, yes. but I feel like in a way... It wasn't from, from me that I was seeing... I saw your video yesterday. Uh, the, isn't it you who, who's, who are saying... Um, like how we get addicted to like the pain, right? Yeah. Was it you that? Uh, yes, I did mention this. I in think the so. Video. I think so. We, we do. We do. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like you almost get used to the cycle. We un- do until you're like, I don't want to feel like sh- like yeah. I I don't want to wake up in the morning feeling like I don't belong here. I want to yeah. wake up actually happy and and be a light and energy for the people around me. Yes, and it really starts when you make that choice when you're like, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with our brain, how it works, is that we work by patterns and like habits and repetition. Mm-hmm. So the more that you are sad, and the more that's why we get addicted to it too. Because all our brain does is it facilitates, it tries to make our life not easier, but like let's say you're sad all the time. Mm-hmm. Your brain is gonna do everything so that it's easier to feel sad all the time because it's like repetition like Mm -hmm. it's a pattern yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. like if you stay in that negative pattern if you're always thinking negative thoughts if you're always feeling sad Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier and easier for you to feel sad that's right right. and so that's where the addiction comes in where it almost feels good because that's what you're used to that's all you know and we get so stuck in that cycle where we think there's no light or anything but it's the moment that you you say like wait no like i don't want this anymore like i don't want to be fucking sad even if you're sad and you say it just starts with your in your mind and like mm-hmm. you start planting that seed and re- by repetition telling yourself no like i can get out of this it's fine it's fine it's fine your brain is going to start rewire like making different connections and instead it's going to be easier for you to feel good instead of easier for you to feel bad big facts yeah it's crazy it's true facts and it's it's, it's oh my god i think that in, in a way I find that comforting too. To to know that like like your brain works in a certain pattern. It does. It's all like neural connections. Literally. And another thing is that our brain has this thing called neuroplasticity, 
which means that we our brain is always changing and evolving mm-hmm. so the more that we learn and mm-hmm. the more that we expand right. we can literally change our brains so we're not stuck i think oftentimes when we're struggling with mental illness too we, we think like this is all there is like the darkness like i'm just it's it fucking sucks like everything's gonna suck like but like no like you just have to keep like the more Ma- making that like choice for yourself yeah and then your brain will start to change and you'll start to build new connections and like get better absolutely yeah that's what therapy does too for people yeah i've been meaning to go to therapy for i think everybody should benefit yeah benefits from therapy and and, and there's i think there's a huge taboo like oh yeah like if you tell someone i'm going to therapy they're like what are you fucked up yeah and low-key like yeah and so are you (laughs) yeah every like who isn't yeah everybody has something that they can talk about in therapy like like (laughs) i feel like they they see it as like this last thing it's like this person is so bad they have to go to therapy yeah and it's like no you could feel happy and it could be beneficial in in so many ways like having a second perspective yes asking for help is a strength you know like and there's sure like for you to even admit that that's the first step it's recognizing like there's something that's not okay and i'm allowed to not even though i I can speak for myself where I say I've always wanted to handle things on my own and like say like I can do it by myself like you know but we like it doesn't make you weak or anything to like be like no like I can ask for help like that's what like humans want like help help each other so it's a lot of ego too I feel oh yeah and I think uh, culture plays a role in that Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say I'm really familiar with the Filipino culture but with Latinos it's, it's very much that it's Especially for guys, right? How about we? The macho... um, macho thing. I'm going to make it on my... Yo, mental illness doesn't exist in the Philippines. Like... Yeah, it's not a thing. eh? Yeah, mental health. What's that word? (laughs) That's not in the dictionary here. Yeah. They're just going to say, just go to church. (laughs) That's it. You feel bad? Go to church. That's it. Or like... Yeah. Damn. That's interesting. I feel like also for me, until a couple of months ago... I gave myself the right to know that I was allowed to be happy. Mm, that's a. I'm so proud of you for saying that. It, it's it's a, it's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think it, it sounds. I guess what annoys me a little bit sometimes in in these topics is because it, it sounds so cheesy and like yeah, it can be so. I think they're they're easy words to say. Yeah, and which is why also I'm really curious to like dive deeper in that. Yeah, but like. Speaking for me personally, until like yeah, a couple of months ago, like I questioned again. I was like, well, you know, it, it, it's actually still because of my my ex girlfriend, which also like helped me a lot with this. But like I told her, I was like, you know, I sometimes feel like if my days are really well for like a couple of days, yeah, then I'm gonna have a really bad day. Mm. And she's like, I'm like, well, like why? Yeah. Like like actually, <laughs> like if you just yeah. stop and think about it. Like, why? Yeah. Why don't you have the right to be happy every day? Why do you feel like if because happy, then you're going to go low? And it's kind of the thing where it's so simply put. And I looked back and I was like, you're right. And even professionally speaking, I've been kind of in this rut where I've been like, I had been finding jobs for a couple of months that I hated mm. and I wasn't making much money. And then I couldn't focus on music because I was working, but then I had to find another job and I couldn't make music because I was finding another job. And it was this thing. And I was like, I like I was like no I actually have the right to be financially free yes to to do the things that I want to wake up in the morning happy for the rest of my life yes 
you have that choice you have that choice. you have control over your mind like that's something that too like yeah literally like what's stopping you from deciding like you're happy like you ha- there's so many reasons like the fact that i've like the only reason we create all of these sad things is because we're thinking about the past or we're thinking about the future but here right now that's right like what is what's wrong like nothing's wrong like we can be happy like it's just yeah and but easier said than done for sure oh 100 percent. yeah but like you said though like what what like why what what is making you think that you can't be happy every day Mm -hmm. you can decide like i mean obviously there we can't control everything that happens in our lives but we can control how we see it and our perspective and what approach we want to take towards it the fattest facts i've ever heard for sure and and i I don't know. It's what. What about you? Like, what? How did that change come about? Was it like a, a self discovery where you were like, "Oh, I'm um, allowed to to like." Um. It actually came when it started during quarantine. Quarantine for me was a really big like introspection. I think for everybody, like it really. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, me too. Not to like neglect the fact that it's been terrible for a lot of people, but like. For me, I can say that it it's been one of like the best things that is that bad to say like <laughs> not if it's good for you. Yeah. Well, um but yeah, like when I when I when quarantine started, I started meditating and this is meditation changed my life. Meditation fucking changed my life. <laughs> it made everything clear and I used to be the type of person where like I've always kind of been interested in it. But I was always like, I can't do it. My mind, like, I'm too much of an anxious person. Like, whenever I sit and I just close my eyes, everything just starts coming at me. Um, But then I thought I should try it because, like, my coping mechanism before was weed. I was smoking a lot of weed, like, every single day. That was my way of coping with um, the sadness and the roller coaster, and it kind of stabilized me. But then I moved back with my parents, so I couldn't smoke so much. So I was like, hey, how do I, like, stay sane? And so I was like, maybe let me try to do like healthy things like exercising and like journaling more and meditating. And then one day I like made a list of like, um, like things I like and things I don't like. And I was like, well, like, why am I having so much trouble like answering this? And like, I realized then I had no sense of like, I did not love myself. I did not know who I was. I was always just like following what other people told me to do or like looking towards like love or like drugs or like activities to make to fill in this void but really I just had to look like inwardly like and really get to know myself and when I realized that I didn't know myself I was like oh shit like okay let me start like actually digging in my in my in myself and my soul and through meditating through writing through reading um um i started getting like a lot that's when i I, again like i started really like getting back on my feet like i was like i i like realized like um i just realized like i didn't love myself you know and that was like just the first step to be like wait like why don't i love myself and like look at everything that's happened especially like the last year like i said like so much shit happened that i was really like why like it like I was so disconnected from reality and then coming back to myself and being like oh my god my mind is like (laughs) thinking about it but um 
yeah, meditating and loving myself brought me back to the present moment where I was able to, and that's also where I got back on my life path. I think I was so deviated from my life purpose for years because of my everything that was happening in my mental health. And when I started coming back to myself, things started aligning again. And then, um, again, this is where I decided to drop out of law school. And like when I started picking up my hobbies and around, um, I almost also through meditating and loving myself, I got back into touch with my spirituality. Remember when we were talking about how like, you had like at some point you just like you didn't think about god or whatever it was just like and it kind of clicked you remembered everything your dad was saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was like that for me like when i was like super sad i lost complete connection with my spirit like i just like i was so in this world like so like caught up in my own emotions so caught up in everything that was happening around me but again it was like this summer when i came back to myself and it's, it's interesting to think that when i started loving myself and when I started coming back, I was more connected to God again and to spirit and to all of that, all of that thing, all of those things. And um, the, the, the fact that I started doing better things for myself, better things started coming into my life. It's like my life was on pause for so long. But then when I started loving myself, all of the good things started coming. And like, for example, my partner came into my life in like September and it was almost like a synchronicity like uh, you know about like synchronicities like it's like mm-hmm. things like like seeing angel numbers and like like everything just started to connect again because i came back to myself mm-hmm. because i loved myself it was like the universe was like hey like now you can receive love back and like be stable and present and <laughs> i just went on like whole i don't think i've ever heard someone like speak about this where i was like i can't add anything more because it seems does it make sense i've literally like like, what she said is exactly what i've I've lived through since the beginning of quarantine i started meditating journaling about self-esteem self-love the whole thing like in like in uh in april i started journaling for like a whole month like every day yeah just to make it a habit mm. and then i started journaling once a week mm. as like an introduction and then as a thing to keep going yeah and i've like you i've been always interested in meditation yeah uh and it's always been helpful but i've never i was never able to really like indulge really in it and understand it's like i Reap always the touch the tip of the iceberg yeah. but i think the the first couple of weeks maybe are the hardest yeah because there's absolutely c- there's certain things um like there's an understanding about meditation that needs to happen um and tell me what you think but like i've been i i took the like the yearly subscription of uh, headspace Mm. um do you know headspace yeah yeah i've tried it yeah um and like it's until i started doing the guided meditation because i wanted to do meditation alone and headspace is guided meditations yeah you can have them unguided but i like them guided I started with guided meditation. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, again, it was because I wanted to do everything alone. I was like, I just want to sit with my thoughts. And, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> do and, it. And do it I alone. I can do it, yeah. yeah Choose my thoughts. Don't need anybody. Yeah. And and with with uh, the guy who does it called Andy, 
Andy? Yeah. Andy's Andy. my boyfriend's name. Really? That's actually crazy. What's up, Andy? <laughs> Maybe he's like this like, bald, like, uh, uh, this bald uh, English dude. Mm. It's the fattest accent. So <laughs> what cute. accent? English. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean English from England. Okay. Like a uh, like. Oh, UK. I feel like I know. I know this yeah. voice. Oh, you've heard it. <laughs> I'm sure. Welcome to Hot Spice. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. I feel like he's on the commercials. Yeah, he's on the commercial. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's his voice. Okay. But uh, he doesn't have the most soothing voice, but like literally everything he says. It's like the words are so nicely placed that yeah. I'm just like, I don't have anything else to say. Um, but after like I started really taking it more seriously, and well seriously, more because I think I, I was ready to actually like get better. Mm, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying, well, first things first, the analogy he gives of, of like your thoughts having first of all the right to be there hmm. you know it's like it comes a lot with acceptance yes. and if there's one thing that i've learned in meditation is the importance of of like accepting the things in your life right yeah and like That's you were saying it's all about it's like you can't control things but yeah the way you view them yeah not judging them too not judging them too. letting um a thing with meditation that we have a misconception about is that we have to like not think but it's not about that. It's like you're gonna have your thoughts. It's just letting them pass through and not judging them. Just watching. Exactly. Noticing. Dude, literally, a hundred percent. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's also to like know that like your thoughts also like don't define. No, they're not like, you. They're not you. And and that I think like w- once I started like not only hearing them, because I feel like I had heard those things before, but actually like kind of like putting them in my life, I was like, wow. And when I started having, like if I start having uh, weird thoughts or or, uh, or negative thoughts or whatever, um, I'm like, cool, like the, like this, like if I wanna, he gives like a really fucked up example, but he's like, if you're on a bus and, and a child is screaming and you haven't slept and, and you're high on caffeine and you just wanna like fucking rip that child apart and throw out the window, it's like, that's a crazy thought. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't that's not who you are you're just like it's the circumstances so it's not because you want you want to do something fucked up that you are fucked up yeah and i feel like for a long time to me it was like whatever like if when you have a million thoughts running through your head all the time a lot of them might be negative and if you take that as granted as who you are then that just like puts emphasis on the fact and and it reassures the fact that if you say you're crazy then it's like, of course I'm crazy because yeah. I'm thinking about yeah, these things. Exactly. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Isn't it life-changing when you re- when you start noticing your own thoughts and being like, oh. Like, you're just kind of like, huh. huh. Like, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, okay, brain. Yeah. All and right. like you're saying, there's also like the, 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 like the soul is neutrality, but there's the, like also the, the actual brain who scientifically speaking works away. Yeah. So you know that like there's, there's also a pillar and a comfort and knowing that your brain acts a certain way, yeah, and like, I think that that's also cool. While like while there's there's the church and the science, which oftentimes it's like one or the other. Yeah, it's but the same. It's the same, but because yeah. science and church used to be, if I'm not mistaken, they used to be one. Yeah. Until for whatever reasons it became two. Yeah, they disagreed on some disagreed things. Disagreed in, in, in all yeah. things, especially when it came to medicine. But, like, it's it's, I don't know. It, it's crazy that that like I feel like. We went in, in a really similar path in, in the past few months. Yeah. And it's almost like inevitable that we ended up in this discussion too. Definitely. Because we were supposed to be talking about high school, but like, you know, it just, 
It we makes did, sense. We did talk about high school. We did talk about high school, but it's it's interesting how it it's still manifested in the conversation. Like of course it was going to, you know. Hundred percent. And I and I it's also almost weird that I feel like I'm not even surprised. Like yeah. if you think about the odds of of us meeting three days ago and actually yeah. like you being here having this conversation it's really the law of attra- it's like something it's like the guidance too yeah. you know and i think yeah but if you if you look at it objectively as as things it, it just seems really like random yeah but to me it's like i'm not even surprised i'm like well like like of course like, yeah oh, of course that like for some reason like we had to actually share those thoughts and share the discussion no, absolutely which is um really intense and I, I didn't get to it yet, but I want to talk to you about shame. Shame. Yeah. Mm. I'll give my premise on why I want to talk about shame. Go ahead. I'm listening. All right. So. <laughs> I'm like seeing you think. And I'm like, I wonder what's happening in there. Yeah, there's a lot of things going through. Um. <laughs> I've been to talk about shame for a couple of months. I just didn't find the right person that I thought um, would kind of match that. Yeah. Um, and seeing your video on YouTube really inspired me because, um, like I was saying, to you, you talk about you um, being diagnosed with BPD. Mm-hmm. You want to just say a quick quick something about what that is for the people yeah. who don't know um so bpd is borderline personality disorder i was diagnosed with it in 2019 and it's basically like characterized by it's almost like bipolar disorder where your moods are very they shift all the time mm-hmm. it's different um they have different symptoms and like treatments though so it's not the same thing mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it's just like an instability of moods and like not having a personality like not knowing who you are basically mm-hmm. in, in an intense way where you like disconnect from reality like, mm-hmm. yeah cool great yeah, thank you <laughs> yeah. the... um so y- you talk in your video about this mm-hmm. um and i'm like damn like that's intense because i feel like that's even harder when you don't have necessarily uh a big following i feel like to me if i had a bu- like a bunch of followers on youtube or any platform talking about these things feels maybe more like out like I feel like I would, I'd feel less stressed about it. Yeah. But when you're doing that and you know it's the close people, in, like people in your circle who know you very well or, or might not hear this, it's even more personal. Mm-hmm. And it's really like open, which is why I was saying that I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really impressed of how like well put together talking about this, about yourself and your experience. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's not easy to do, especially now on camera. Um, and for you to go through that process, you first have to let go of shame. To be like, I have this thing, yeah, um, and like I'm putting my ego and shame aside to actually share this because of greater purpose, whatever you want to call it. Yes, because people can take something out of it. Yes, but unless you take shame out of that equation, la honte, it's really hard to be like, hey guys, I have a problem. Yeah, and here's what it is. Yeah. So, you want to say something? It's just interesting because the shame actually came after I posted that video and not wow. before. Just yeah. Yeah. There's only some more left. But... Actually, you know, I'll, just, I'll be right back. Okay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> keep, keep it talking about that. I'm sorry. I cut you off. What are we talking about? Shame. 
Oh yeah, how the shame actually came after. But uh, you were saying something though, so continue because. No, no, please go ahead. It, it ties on. Really okay. Well. Um, I actually like when I filmed that video. My the only thing that was going through my head was that because of my experience, I can help people, and there was not even like. I'd, I felt no shame about my diagnosis. I felt no shame about all this fucked up things that I have done because it's not, I didn't associate myself with, like, it's not who I am, you know? Like, my diagnosis, mm. what the things I've, it's not who I am. It's like something that I've been through. And um, yeah, like, shame wasn't even part of the equation when I was making the video and when I was putting it out when I was editing it. Mm. It was like, this is my story. And I'm going to put it out into the ether. And I was like praying and I was like, like God or like whatever, higher power. Like it's all the same to me, but like, please just let me be a light. Like that's, that's all I say, like through everything that I make, like rid me of my ego, which also the word that you use that like, like I don't associate it with like, I don't want to like personalize, like my experience is just like, it, it, I want it to be used for good. You know, mm -hmm. and if I put shame into that, or if I feel ashamed of myself, how can I transform that into good? Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, the shame came after because through my family, actually, because I I put that out, and I actually got a lot of support from like my friends and everything. I don't like I I've, I don't I've reached a point in my life where for so long I cared about what other people would say about me. Mm -hmm. Everything that I did, like was. It was to please others. It was um, for other people. But like, again, with my whole awakening and everything, I realized like, who gives a fuck like what people think about me? If I am good with myself, if I know that my intentions are pure, if I know that my purpose here is just to spread light, then if people see me badly, how could you, if you see what I say as bad, it's just a reflection of how you feel inside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I like I I'm even proud of my journey because like how could like knowing that I went through all that, like I'm still here and I'm here wanting to just help people and that's it. And that's that's how I saw it. But then my parents saw the video and they were like they started they brought back that that thinking of like you should care about what other, other people think where it was like like why are you saying all of this? Like, you shouldn't be putting yourself out there. And I'm like, why shouldn't I be putting myself out there? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm human. Like, I, that's what we lack these days. It's that rawness, that authenticity. And I, if I feel comfortable, if I feel driven to do that, then that's what I should be doing. And, but yeah, I did feel ashamed. I even told my parents, like, my dad sat me down at dinner and he was like, what the fuck? Like, what is the purpose of these videos? And I'm like, I was like taken back and it's almost like that shame got like ooh, like came mm -hmm. in inside of me and I was like oh my god like are you serious like and then I started thinking oh shit like people like all the thoughts started coming in because they planted that seed of the like bad thoughts yeah. yeah and um but yeah and but yeah I and I guess I can't blame them either because it's understandable because it, it must have been hard for them to hear everything that i was saying mm -hmm. and again in my culture like they're not used to people being open about these things so it was a, really a shock and for them 
like I a lot of the times I kept a lot of things about myself from my family and it was like really recently that I started opening up and it was almost like a just like a super fast shift where like we didn't know her at all and now all of these things are coming out like what the fuck Mm -hmm. so I understood that and I was understanding um with their point of view but again it comes back to the thing where like I know myself and I know that anything I do for for the greater good will always end up working out so not even my family can tell me that I shouldn't be doing it yeah. <laughs> strong. Thanks. That was strong. Thank you. I love that. I think it also takes even more effort to <clears throat> sorry. Effort to like not indulge in that. And I think that comes from experience yeah. and from knowledge too. Yeah. Right? To be able like I imagine that if your dad had told you that maybe a couple of years back, uh, maybe you would have answered with anger uh, or like answered in a different way. Yeah. But I feel like now, because I, I see that in myself too, because I don't want to speak for you, but like if, if someone says a particular thing, you can actually be like, I, I like you're saying, you're like, I understand why they're doing this. Yeah. And even though that's like easy to say, like if you can actually like just listen to what they have to say and understand because you know their background yeah you know you know like you understand it and you're like but yet i'm still gonna do it because i know the power behind it yeah that's like even stronger because it's like it's almost like a step above your parents in a weird way and not no, to, to sound anything like that but yeah you um, see what i mean 100% and I even told my parent, like my mom like my stepmom that my mom <laughs> um, it's so hard because we often were like raised to think that our parents know more than us and like we should always follow what they say and even a year a couple years back if they had told me what they said I would have been like okay I'm never gonna post videos ever again and like I would close myself off and mm. but this time I was like fuck no like um and I told them, I'm like, you don't understand how hard it is to be younger than you and try to... Because, truthfully, our parents don't know everything. And society... Not. Yeah, like, and they also have that... Of course, like, they think they know more because they're older. And they do know more on a lot of things. But we're different people. Like, we're, I have my own experiences and they don't make it any less valid than your... like your experiences don't make mine any less valid and it's like we can teach each other you know it's not i'm the child and you're the parent and that's the dynamic now like i'm an adult you know like i have my own life i have my own purpose i have my own mind and where is i going with this yeah like it's almost sometimes you have to be the teacher of your own parents and it's hard though and it's and it's also because like Obviously, I don't want to seem ungrateful or like be dis like seem like I'm disrespecting them. But like the truth of the matter is that mental like mental health stuff is it's real and like you have to understand that because I can't keep like making myself small if you can't understand me. You know, like hmm. yeah. You know what they say that kids are the best teachers for parents. Mm. Yeah. But there's a lot of ego to yeah. the parents. Yes. Like, and well, I think for you so your, your dad and your mom are, are filipino right yeah um so i think like you you have that um my dad's latino so with him i think like you it's more of the 
father-son dynamic mm. and i think until the day he he passes away i think that that will i i could be 40 years old and he, that's still gonna be the dynamic yeah even though it's it might fluctuate a little bit um but that that also i guess i want to share how like how grateful i am i guess also for for my mama the witch <laughs> but like we were speaking recently uh and we were kind of reminiscing back on the, on the fact that it's funny how like I used to think my mom was so tall and strong mm. and knew everything because she she was the leader for so long like mm. we traveled all around with her and and she raised most like most of her life with us she raised us most of her our life um and how like yeah we, we used to think she, like she knew like she knew everything and until recently I've been having discussions with my mom on really like another level where mm. we sit down and it's not like you're my son let me teach you and i'm your you're my potential son like tell me things it's really like we're talking and we're sharing things that we're reading i love that yeah that's awesome it, it's been and i'm honestly like i'm grateful that i have the chance to even have a parent who's like that and i think last time she even said like but i thought that, that was pretty extreme but i understand it's like you know in itself like you're my son but like i don't owe you she told yes. she told me that and I, and I was just like it's like what it's true <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's true and it's like yeah it's like, true. Um, like yeah she made me i grew up with her and everything but it's just different and i don't know how that translates to you but i feel like in my life i've gone through so many different stages it's like the kid that i was back in mexico to the life i'm currently living right now it's like it's literally i do not recognize anything but in the best of ways yeah i feel so happy and so grateful i resonate with that yeah we grow we evolve yeah no we we have no chance but i i think i don't know i guess there's also like you know talking about teenagers we grow but it can be hard to do that oh yeah and i feel like if you are more in touch yourself you're talking about self-love and self-esteem that process can actually become fun. Yeah. Because we're going to grow till we die. Yeah. But if, if we can actually make that process uh, a fun one. Yeah. And an enjoyable one. And, and a one where learning new things and diving deeper. And you have the tools also to make that experience. Yes. Uh, as smooth as you can. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, one of life's biggest assets that you can have. I agree. And just being open to it, too. And like... I think one thing that stops us is thinking. Growing up, I always used to think, "Oh, I'm so much wiser than ever. I'm so much older than I think because mm-hmm. I went through so much shit or whatever." And I almost was like so stuck up where I was like, "This is it. Like this is it, life." You know, like I'm above you, life. Yeah, like fuck, yeah. like just kill me off. I already, I've been through everything. Wow, yeah, I, I had I, that. I, I, that feels true to me too. Actually. Really? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I just want to die because I know everything. Sisa! I was like, okay, like what? What? Like there's nothing else. Easy. What's the point of life? Like I'm gonna, what's next? I'm gonna find a husband, have kids. So what? Like yeah. But then like I realized like shit. Like it's the moment that you think there's this one quote that says the moment that you think you know everything is when you actually know nothing (laughs) and it's true (laughs) and i'm realizing now the more i learn the more i don't know shit about this life and the universe and yes i'm learning but like at the same time it's like everything that i knew as truth is like being questioned now because i can see the the real truth you know Mm. have you felt humbled recently humbled 
Yeah, by by life, by things. Um, yeah. In, in, in relation to what you're saying. I feel like I'm like like how do we, yeah I mean I feel like I'm humbled every day like yeah like I just feel so especially through meditating like I don't know there's just this, this feeling of like my ego is like being stripped away from me and like mm-hmm. through that like I'm losing like I'm just realizing more and more again how like like how small I am like compared to the grandeur of the universe and how th- things don't really matter that m- as much as I think they do. Like taking things so personally and complicating everything. Life is really just so simple if we think about it. You know? Like there's we've created all of this clutter and noise when it's really just all so simple and it starts in our head. It's changed in perspective. You feel that? <laughs> no words this <laughs> is true all the lights I just did you were they did you just turn them on were when, they, when you came in they to, were, to give it the to give it the vibe I didn't even realize you didn't notice it's doing its job then it's just really, that's uh, yeah. ah, that, that's so cool I I resonate with that too like literally humbled every day like the more and more I, I feel like for for uh a period in my life when I was like a teen and, and going like I was trying to understand more things I almost felt like I had so much knowledge I wanted to share to everybody and mm. like do all these things and I realized that's just that's not my place to do so it, I, it's just like it's not it's it's just not my job yeah. um, and all I can do like you with your videos and this podcast is I can be as authentic as I can and, mm-hmm. and do the content that that really is feels good and is healing Mm -hmm. um and that i found speaks to people a lot more than when you're effectively trying to to have a particular income especially with this podcast um which i started only a couple months ago but is i've been it's been so healing because it's one of the only projects that i've done in my life where i do not give a 16 percent of a fuck yeah about the the outcome or i mean to a certain extent yeah i just like i just want to have conversations with interesting people yeah and And this is so it feels so good isn't it feel great it's so it's so it's so good like i can't we've just been talking for like two hours and i'm just like throughout the whole thing i'm like it feels so good to just talk literally amazing like and about life what a best way to kill a barrier than through right one of the deepest conversations right <laughs> just go just dive right into it that's humanity and it feels so good because this is all humanity like humans crave too it's that real connection yeah and like through like social media we've lost touch of that and like we've oh, substituted yeah. it through that oh, yeah, but in reality like people crave authenticity they do Just- and people want to be preachy and, and yeah I don't know. for what like what, what do you know like yeah like no but i i think like there's it can be good like what i i really look up to people who are able to like just by being themselves yeah they they bring light to the people around them and knowledge like there's always that one guy which i think unfortunately i, I i've been for for some periods at some points where i was like oh, let me tell you about this let me tell you about that and, yeah and i'm like well 
no, like, it's, it's just really not my place to be there. Um, and I, I really, I, I, I say this humbled and, and without, like, any other, but, like, I don't know anything more than other people. And there's, yeah, um, yeah like, especially with, with my, with my last relationship, it, it was, it was very much like that. It was mm. like, like, the... I was humbled. I, I realized how if you get to know someone well, even though they might seem, things might seem a particular way, there's so many things that I didn't know and this person taught me and that I'm really grateful for. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Like, yeah. And once you let go of that ego and you're like, yeah, that person actually knows shit that I don't. Yeah. And it's that's a beautiful thing, like really. a great thing. Yeah. yeah. We can learn through everything, through anything. If we're willing to open ourselves, Definitely. if we're willing to listen, yeah. willing to listen to others. And that's one thing, too, that I've learned recently. Like, listening is actually so hard. Like, learning to, like, because I realize, like, when you're talking to someone, a lot of the times we're thinking about, like, what we're going to say or, like, <laughs> what we said. Sure. And we're worried. That's why we, it, it's so uncomfortable sometimes and we get nervous or, like, we don't know what to say because we're so in our heads that we almost forget there's like human being right in front of you. And like, you don't even listen to what, and it's like, it's crazy. Like when you're really present with someone, you feel like it just flows too. Like you don't have to, think and that's what, it. yeah. And that's when you, um, you're really able to like listen, like, you know, when you're like listening to someone and you're like, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. Listening. Again, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know for you, but I can count countless dates that I've been where I'm literally not even enjoying it because I'm just like sore in my head. Yeah, and I'm right? literally like, why did I even show up? If either if I didn't really want to go, or if I'm just like nonstop thinking if I'm gonna say next, yeah. and I'm forgetting there's like this awesome person in front of me. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So stupid. And it's like why do it's like a it's a skill really I find to listen yeah, and be open, be willing sure. to, and we're not taught that, but like, no, makes that, a difference. Yeah. How, if you don't miss, how's it been for you with like with your new relationship with everything like that you've been going through and? Well, it's actually been, it's one of the things that's like changed my life, like yeah. healthy love and yeah. like having a partner who like truly values you. Like I find like in my past relationships, mm. a lot of the times because I was so sad, it was very codependent. Where I wanted them to fix me, I wanted them mm -hmm. to give me something that I was lacking and I again I didn't love myself so it was like but in this particular relationship which is also crazy because this healthy love came to me when I was like okay I need to be alone for a bit when I like because I was there was a point in my life where like I just went person after person after person really? I was running away from myself I couldn't like I'm and nothing was like sustained too like it was like different people like and then I realized like fuck like why do I, why, what, what am I looking for, like, in other people? And I was like, shit, like, maybe, and my friends always used to tell me, too, like, Christabel, like, maybe you should, like, learn to be alone. You don't know how to be alone. And that's something I've struggled with a long time. Mm -hmm. And then with quarantine and everything, I was like, okay, fuck, like, I have to be alone. I have to love myself. This is done. And when I really started to love myself and focus on myself, then it just came. And I always, like... One thing with me too is that I always looked for real love. I was always like, I want the real thing. I want it so bad. Like, God, why aren't you giving me love? Like, I'm so good to everybody, you know? But they were always like, just not right for me. And it's funny because when I finally loved myself, 
then God was like, here, have this person hey, who actually sees you and understands you. And it was almost like a spiritual thing too, where there was so many synchronicities around that, like in that relationship and still is happening now. And also learning how to love in a healthy way is fucking difficult. Like, Shit, tell me about it. <laughs> like, it's so hard. And like learning to communicate, learning to listen, all of those things, accepting that, hey, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to be loved. I deserve, not that we deserve anything or that we don't deserve anything, but like, I'm allowed to feel no, good. Sorry, but we deserve everything. Yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> single human deserves. The, the world is made for you. Like That's true. We are the masters of our own faith and yeah. we, we can have it all. Like, But yeah, so with the relationship, like it's, it's been... It's been a ride. It's been, it's, I, I think in a way it has humbled me too. It's been like, and it's really made me realize like, like seeing, like again, it also ties into the fact where like I'm, in my past relationships, I find it was very like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like it's really a learning process. Like it's mm-hmm. learning to build healthy, healthy love. It's, <laughs> crazy but i'm thankful and yeah we're not taught that in school are we no it should be a class on oh yeah it should be on class first on like taxes and like money and how to deal with finances yeah there should be a class how to love yourself how to love yeah and a class on what a healthy relationship looks like yeah because if you think about it, a lot of the times I was so sad because of relationships. Because yeah. I didn't know. Mm. But if we're taught, like, this is how you should be treated. This mm. is how you should treat others. I mean, not, yeah. 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 Belle. Julian. Thank you for coming in. Of course. <laughs> this is so awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Really incredible. This is so dope. It's, it's very rare to, to meet a stranger and have a I forget that we like are not yeah we didn't know each other before this yeah and thank you for being uh bold enough to to be like hey let's let's do this <laughs> of course it's dope are you gonna share the podcast of course you have to show it to all your friends I will you, I'm gonna you, put it on my story I'm gonna put it everywhere you'll be like guys <laughs> guys I've made it look where I am <laughs> no it's super super happy have been to have had this discussion thank you for having me yeah actually i named it the discussion podcast on a whim it's, it's a good name thank you it's a good name but i realized after that i named like it made sense because i feel like the, the world lacks discussions yeah like it's a lot of a lot of debates yeah a lot of, a lot of fighting but there's no time to listen so true and to just talk so true but i think i think you and i like are pretty much in the same wavelength for a lot of things so yeah it makes sense that we got along yeah you know but i think even for other people like i i'm psyched to to eventually have like have more people that i think i would have like a different perspective in them and you can take them off yeah oh my god isn't it different Their life yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're so like in the zone when you have them on yeah you know right yeah. It's like you, it's all there is. You can it's just hear, could you hear the outside noise? A little bit. A little bit? it's all good. Oh, shit. 
Is it gonna ca- catch on the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's okay. I think uh, every every time I do the podcast, like my brother girlfriend is like always comes in like a day without me knowing. But uh, no, it's actually the first time that I have that I have two mics because before I had one mic. Yeah. And I have to pass it back and forth, mm. which which is okay. But the only problem is that it it kind of had a barrier in terms of having like a flowy conversation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it was like passing back. Yeah. And it was like oh. There's like a pause. Yeah. There's like a pause, yeah. right? Yeah. As in now, it's like just like ping pong, ping ping pong. Literally, or I might cut you off. You might cut me off at some points because there's like something that that comes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, discussion podcast, like really because I realized that we, just, we don't have that anymore and I want to have people with whether it's it's political or, or whatever like have people in which you can just take a time to to, to listen to discuss talk to talk touch base to what? touch base touch, literally to touch like, base yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really grounding actually to just talk yeah. like it's crazy I'm gonna edit it but man I would love to have another conversation with you yo Let's do it whenever you want. I l- <laughs> it's such good energy. Like literally, very good energy, really good vibration. Come here, give me a hug. Oh, this is so fun. Thank you so much for having.